Good evening, friends. This is your host to welcome you through the creaking door into the inner sanctum. Come in, come in, won't you? I'd like you to meet some new guests we've just dug up. Now, that peculiar cadaver standing off in the corner by himself has a serious case of claustrophobia. Poor stiff. He just can't stand shrouds. <laughs> now, this fellow to your right was a mountain climber in life. He took his wife on an alpine hike, and while they were going up an icy slope, he cut the rope that held them together. Said he just couldn't stand to be tied to one woman. And now, meet our most forgettable character, Wild-Eyed Willie. One day, Willie's ugly wife bit him. So, in anger, he buried her in the backyard. Six months later, his homely mate came up as a dogwood tree to haunt him. Now, according to Willie, her bark is much worse than her bite. <laughs> Please, friends, absolute silence. We want it so quiet you can hear a head drop. In a small hillside New England cemetery, a chill evening wind stirs the leafless trees with a complaining murmur. A blood-red moon probes through the branches with grotesque fingers, touching the faded headstones with their eerie light. A frail, drawn-faced young woman sits on an old stone bench, listening acutely to the rustling of the branches, as if to capture some word-whisper of the dead's forgotten past. Sarah! Sarah! Sarah, where are you? Oh, Paul, um, I'm here, over here. Sarah, I've been looking all over for you. What are you doing out here anyway? I was called out here, Paul. What? The wind. There was a voice on the wind, and it called me to come out here. That's just in your mind, darling. No voice called you. Yes, Paul, it did. I recognized the voice. You recognized it? Then whose voice was it? It was old and tired and sort of cracked. And yet, I could recognize it as my own voice. You heard your own voice? Yes, Paul. And it was strongest right here where I'm sitting now, among my family's graves. Hello there! It's just Mr. Griffin, the caretaker. I asked him to help me look for you. <laughs> well, I see you found your wife all right, Mr. Satan. Yes, I found her all right, Mr. Griffin. I thought I saw Mrs. Satan come to the graveyard here earlier. I, I didn't expect she'd still be... Boy. What's wrong? 
Uh, it's, uh... What's the matter, Mr. Griffin? It's just that I get a sort of funny feeling every time I pass this grave here. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Uh, that grave, uh, that one there, uh, t- t- the one right next to you. Why? What's the matter with it? Well, ain't you noticed? Uh, there's only one name on the headstone. Uh, the, the first name, Hester. That's strange. My family name is Randall. Wasn't that woman a Randall? Oh, you don't know the story. What story are you talking about? Um, the kin who uh, buried this Hester woman didn't think she deserved the family name, uh, so they left her off the headstone. Why? Why didn't they give Hester her full name? Because they didn't want anybody to know who she was, I guess. You see, uh, Hester was burned at the stake for witchcraft. Witchcraft? Yep, that's what they say. Oh, uh, Mr. Griffin, my wife is an ill woman as it is. Let him go on, Paul. Oh, but Sarah... What else, Mr. Griffin? Well, that's all, Mrs. Seaton. Except uh, Hester claimed at the stake that they were burning an innocent woman. She could be heard shouting as the flames licked around her. She she threatened with her last breath to get even some day. How could she get even? I don't know. But according to the story I heard, Hester said that this here town owed her the years of her life they took away. Well, now this is completely ridiculous. It's only a legend. Mr. Griffin, tell me, how many years ago did all this happen? Well, it's uh, it's right here on the headstone, you see. Uh, uh, Hester, uh, a lost soul, born October 13, 1759, uh, died... Good heavens. What's wrong? Uh... Uh, Look, uh, Mrs. Seaton, the date of Hester's death, it's one away. Sarah! Uh, yes, Paul? What are you doing out of bed? When did you get up? Why, just a minute ago. I, I, I can't sleep. She keeps calling me. I hear her voice right here in this room. Just just a few minutes ago. What? She was begging me to help her, telling me she never really lived, and pleading with me to bring her back to life. Now, Sarah, you've got to... I thought I saw her. Now, Sarah, believe me, there... She was dressed in a black dress, and there was a large W on it. That's for which. And in her hand, she held a flaming torch. I'm going to call the doctor. Someone's at the door. All right. I'll see who it is. No, wait. Wait. I'll go. Hi, Judge Foster. Ah, uh, good evening, Mrs. Eaton. I hope I didn't awaken you folks. I saw a light in the window, so I... Oh, that's all right, Judge. Come right in. Ah, uh, thank you. 
I'm sorry to bother you this time of the night, Mr. Seaton, but I was looking out my window on the other side of the cemetery, and I thought I saw something, or someone, prowling around out there, and I wondered if they came over this way. Who was it? Well, I don't know. Someone carrying a torch. A torch? Go on, Judge. Well, of course, it could be that my eyes were playing tricks on me. They're not so good. But as far as I could make out, it was a woman dressed in black. Paul! You saw this woman, Judge. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw her. Of course, it's kind of dark out there, but it looked to me like there was something on the front of her dress. What? What do you mean? Well, there was the letter W. A big white letter W on it. Hester. It was Hester, just as I... No. No, Sarah. Hester? Who's Hester? Hester Randall. That's who you saw. She was in this house. No, it must be a trick. You see, someone is trying to frighten you, to make you worse. Now, now, hold on, folks. Hester Randall was buried over 100 years ago. She's come back to life. Mrs. Seaton, I... Now, Judge, my... my wife is ill. She doesn't realize what she's saying. I know Hester's alive. You didn't believe me, Paul, but Judge Foster saw her, too. Well, I didn't see anyone who's been dead a hundred years... What is it, Judge? Don't you smell it? Yes. Something burning. It's the odor of burning flesh. Look, out there on the back lawn, stuck in the earth, a torch, a flaming torch. Sarah, I tell you, it's useless to have me dig up this grave. I've got to know, Paul. It's the only way I'll be sure. Careful, Mr. Seaton. You're just about deep enough for the coffin now, if it's still there. Judge, I don't know how you can sanction a thing like this. Well, Mr. Seaton, you see, I want to be sure, too. But it's ridiculous. Ah, you've struck wood with a shovel. Yes, it's the coffin, all right. You'd better go easy now. That wood is soft with age and half-rotted away. Okay. I think we can open it now. Wait, I'll give you a hand with the lid. There's something inside it. A body. Charred. It's a body, all right. Only it isn't a woman's. You can still make out the face. <gasps> it's Griffin, the caretaker. Dr. Norton, I'm so glad you've gotten here. 
I came as soon as I could, Mr. Seaton. What's wrong? She's worse, Doctor. Oh? Much worse. She's been in her room all day, hiding like a frightened child. I... I think the reading made it worse. Reading? What reading? Well, for the past few days, she's been reading books about her family history. Why did you let her have them? Well, because at first they seemed to quiet her. Since the night we found Mr. Griffin's body in that grave, she's wanted to know more and more about Hester Randall. Paul? Oh, Sarah? Dr. Norton's here, dear. You've got to warn him, Paul, before it's too late. Warm home, Mrs. Seaton. Judge Foster, he's in danger. Hester will kill him next. What? It's in the records of the court. The magistrate who sentenced Hester to death in this state was a man named Foster. No, no, Mrs. Seaton. You're just upset. Please believe me. Judge Foster is a direct descendant of that magistrate. Sarah, Sarah! Hester's dead. The dead can do no harm. Paul, Paul, you don't understand. She's killed one man already, and now she's going to kill another. She swore she'd get that revenge on the magistrate and on the man who was her accuser. Mrs. Seaton, all this took place over 100 years ago. Then what about Mr. Griffin? Well, what do you mean, Sarah? He had the same name, too. According to the record, Hester's accuser was a man named Richard Griffin. Judge Foster, my wife insisted that I come over here and warn you about... Hester. Well, thank you, Mr. Seaton, for troubling, but I'm not a bit worried about the similarity of names. Well, I didn't admit it to Sarah, but the coincidence with Griffin was strange. Oh, the dead never frightened me, Mr. Seaton, but thank you for coming over. Oh, by the way, can I drive you home? No, thanks. Dr. Norton's waiting for me outside. Good night. Good night, Mr. Seaton. Now, where did I put those glasses of mine? I'm sure I left them here on the table. Say, who opened that door? Is that you came back, Mr. Seaton? Well, confound it! Whoever it is, answer me! Who's out there? <laughs> it's me, you prosperous just duke. What? Who are you? Your conscience has been dimmed by the evil of your acts. Who am I? <laughs> Mark you well this torch I light. Now mark you also my garb. This black garment I wear and upon which you have impressed the wicked W. Hester? I... Satan's magistrate, Hester Randall. 
that Hester character. You know, that's the way a dame gets when she's burned up. Makes a specter of herself. You know, I kinda feel sorry for old Judge Foster. When Hester showed up, the poor guy didn't know which way to turn. They should've believed Sarah Seaton. She sure had Hester dead, uh, rather alive, to rights. Yes, indeed, it's a wise descendant who knows her own forebears. Particularly the grave-minded ones. <laughs> well now, let's get back to our flaming fable and see what's cooking. Paul? Paul, wake up! Oh, Sarah, what's the matter, darling? I've just had a terrible dream. I'm afraid. Now, easy, dear. I dreamt that Judge Foster was killed tonight by Hester. You did warn Judge Foster, didn't you, Paul? Yes, yes, of course, Sarah. Where are you going, dear? I'm getting dressed. I'm going down to tell the judge myself. You're staying here. Paul, please let me go. It means a man's life. You heard what Dr. Norton said. Under no circumstance are you to leave the house. You're to talk to no one. Why am I being kept here like a prisoner? Why don't you let me speak to... What was that? Sounded like a door banging in the wind. Yes, there it was again. Didn't you lock that back door? Uh-huh. I'm sure I did. I'd better see what happened. Wait. I'm going with you. I'd better turn on a light here in the kitchen. No, you don't have to. I, I can see. It's the door, all right. I guess I must have forgotten to spring the latch. Paul! Sarah, what's the matter? Out there. By the trees at the end of the lawn. I thought I saw a figure. All right, just stay here, dear. I'll be right back. There's no one out here, Sarah. You're sure? Positive. Probably just a shadow. Paul, there is someone right here. Oh! Sarah? Sarah, what happened? Sarah? Where are you? Sarah! She was standing right here, Sheriff. Right here at the back door when I heard her scream. And there wasn't a sign of her when you got back here to the door? Not a sign of her. Well, folks just don't vanish into thin air, Mr. Seaton. She must be around here someplace. I've got to find her before it's too late. Too late? What do you mean by that? I, um, I, I don't know. Really, I have a feeling that... Oh, now, you're not going to tell me that you believe about dead witches returning too, are you? Don't tell me you believe in that stuff. I don't know what to believe. Sheriff? Is that you, Sheriff? Yes. Who's there? Dr. Norton. You, you better come with me, Sheriff. I, I just discovered something on the side of the road about a mile, about a mile away. Mr. Seaton, I think you better wait here. 
What is it, Dr. Norton? What have you found? I'd, I'd rather you wait, as I said before, until we're sure. What are you trying to hide from me? I guess you'd better speak up, Doctor, if it's something that concerns Mr. Seaton. Maybe he should know. All right, sir. When I made the turn into the road, my headlights caught it in a ditch. I wasn't sure at first, so I stopped the car and got out. It was a body in the ditch. A charred body. This way, Sheriff. Over here, to the right. Where, where is Easy she? Easy now, Mr. Seaton. Uh, right here, Sheriff. Wait until I switch on the flashlight. There. I... Is it Sarah? Just a moment, Mr. Seaton. Dr. Norton has made a mistake. What? This corpse isn't your wife, I can tell by that ring. It's... It's the ring that Judge Foster always wore. Hello? Oh, yes, Sheriff. Any news yet? Well, why can't your men find her? It's been six hours already. No, I haven't heard a word. Yes. Please call me as soon as you hear anything, will you? Okay. Thanks. Who's there? Who is it? Paul? Open the door. Sarah! Yes, yes, quick. Let me in. Oh, Sarah. Sarah, thank the Lord you're all right. Oh, Paul. Darling, where have you been? What happened to you? Wait. Lock the door, quickly. She doesn't know I've come back. She's still looking for me. Who? Hester. She's out there, Paul. That's why I ran from the house. She called to me from the road, made me go with her. Huh? Go where? To the cemetery. She kept me there, torturing me, begging me to change places with her. Darling, you're not making any sense. Please, please, please believe me. We've got to get away from here tonight, right now. She'll kill me if we don't. She wants my life for the one she never lived. Now stop it. Stop. Now get a hold of yourself. Because there's no such woman as Hester Randall. <laughs> but I saw her. I talked to her. The woman you saw is somebody else. Somebody living who wants you to believe that she's Hester. She wants everyone to believe it. But, but why, Paul? Why? Because she's a cold-blooded murderess. She's killed two people already. And she's trying to drive you out of your mind completely. But then who? Who could it be? I wasn't sure before. Now I'm almost positive. It's Dr. Norton. Dr. Norton? Now you saw this Hester, Sarah. What was she like? Uh, like like a ghost, like like a shadow in the light. You 
You can see her face, and yet you can see through it, beyond. No, that was just an illusion created by the night deer, and perhaps some other tricks of a clever, scheming woman. You'll see. I'll prove that Dr. Norton... <gasps> it's the back door again. It's blown open again. Leave it. We've got to get out of here. No, no. You stay here. I'm going to see who opened that door. Please, hurry. Don't leave me alone for long. Paul! What is it, Sarah? Don't come in here. Don't come back. Run away as fast as you can. What's the matter? Don't come in here. She's here. Hester! Sarah! Look out! I've got the gun out of the desk. I'm going to kill her. Sarah! Sarah, are you all right? I've killed her, Paul. She won't torture me anymore. I've killed Hester. She came toward me and I fired. Sarah, there's no one in this room, dear. Over there. In the hall. She's there. Where? I don't see... Good Lord, you've broken the mirror. What? You shot at yourself. No, it can't be. I can't be her. And yet, I saw her face. And it was my face, too. Sarah, it was you. You all the time. I am Hester, fair gentleman. It is warming to have such a friend as you to stand beside me in this mockery of justice. Oh, Sarah. Sarah. Run! Run as fast as you can, Paul! I was wrong! I haven't killed her! Run! Sarah, I've got to help you. I've got to explain to you that- Thou art not Sarah. Not anymore. Can't you see who I am? Can't you see who has taken my place? Sarah, listen to me. I love you. Please, please come back to me. Sarah's gone. <laughs> now I can live the years they took from me. Sarah! See in my hand this pistol. We will bid it, I say. It will come with me. Still no answer, Sheriff? No answer, Dr. Norton. I can't understand it. Mr. Seaton was home when I called just 15 minutes ago. I warned you, Sheriff, to have that house closely watched. Well, I can't do a hundred things at once. I got every available deputy out looking for Mrs. Seaton. Don't you realize that she may have gone back to the house? Don't you realize that she's the one that might be Hester? Mrs. Seaton Hester? What the deuce are you talking about? I'm talking about dual personality. Uh, Mrs. Seaton is suffering from a nervous breakdown, and it's entirely possible that she's the one who killed Griffin and Judge Foster. Well, you should have told me this before, Doctor. Come on! We're getting right over to the Seaton house. Here, Paul. They buried Hester's body here. Dishonored 
and unnamed. But Paul, you believe in my innocence. Yes, Sarah. We better go back, dear. Back? Just to the house. It's very cold here. It's cold everywhere, Paul. I feel the chill of death coming near me. You and I are going back. Back through time. To an age where no one can harm us. This torch I hold, it will free us forever. Now wait, Sarah, please, listen to me. Try to understand, dear. Ease your mind. Flames will be of no pain. I know. (laughs) Because I've been through such a death before. No! Now, Sarah, wait! Oh! Oh, Paul. Hester's going. Oh, Sarah. Mr. Zayton, are you all right? Yes. Yeah. Looks like we got here just in time. Paul, she's going from me. Forever. Oh, oh. Oh, Sarah. Oh, she's dead, Mr. Seaton. I'm sorry, Mr. Seaton. Sheriff? What is it? What's the matter? Look. At the headstone. I didn't notice that before. It's been recut. What do you mean? Well, don't you see what it says? Hester Randall, a lost soul, born October 13th, 1759, died September 12th, 1949. Have you had your personality split lately? Hmm? You see what happens when a dame gets her dates mixed up? Poor Esther. She didn't know whether she was coming or going to the grave. Now, if you should be in an old England cemetery some night and one of the headstones should move, don't be frightened. It's probably just Hester coming up for a hot date. (laughs) Oh, by the way, there's no parting moral attached to tonight's tale. I'll just leave you with your own thoughts. As horrible as I hope they are. (laughs) 